Provision 8.1 goes deeper into transparency and disclosures. It says there, the company discloses in its annual report the policy and criteria for setting remuneration, as well as names, amounts, and breakdown of remuneration of each individual director and the CEO, and at least the top five key management personnel who are not directors or the CEO in bands no wider than 250,000 Singapore dollars and in aggregate the total remuneration paid to this key management personnel. So recall that provisions are on a comply or explain basis. So in the past, there would be companies that refuse to comply with this provision explaining that further transparency would hurt their competitiveness and allow their executives to be easily poached away. I mean, let's not even talk about privacy for those executives, right? Now, there there is some logic to this, actually, because the non-listed firms and the foreign companies that are competing with them, they do not have to comply with the same level of disclosure. So, a Singaporean bank may not wish to disclose too much since its Japanese competitor, let's say, did not need to disclose anything in the first place. However, this provision that we just mentioned will become mandatory as part of the listing rules for financial years ending on or after 2024. So thereafter, firms would need to disclose the names, exact amounts, and breakdown of remuneration paid to each individual director and the CEO. And mind you, the breakdown has to be quite detailed. It has to show in percentage terms how many percent goes to base salary, how many percent goes to the variable bonuses, share-based incentives and long-term incentives, and so on. As for the top five key management personnel, Their remuneration has to be disclosed in bands no wider than $250,000. In its official announcement, SGX Redco acknowledged concerns about privacy and competition but decided that it's more important that investors can assess whether directors and the CEO are appropriately incentivized. 